You'd like to talk? How about that? So do we. Please join us right now for Packard Pokeset. Okay, let's talk. Hello, everybody. This is Packard Pokeset with Okay, Let's Talk. Tonight, we're going to be doing something a little different with our Okay, Let's Talk. We're going to be talking about no sacred cows, and we're going to probably to break this down into three smaller segments. And for our final segment for tonight, we'll be getting back to the uh, commentary that we had from one of our previous shows, and we'll be replying to some comments on those. For the first segment tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, no sacred cows in religion. Before you actually get going, in case you're not understanding what the what the terminology means in sacred cows in this instance, it's basically a person's ideas, uh, beliefs, or uh, things that they find venerated, you know, like some religious people find a piece of cloth that they think came from a magic sky wizard's best buddy or thing or whatever my thing in my jigger so but when it comes to religion there should be no sacred cows because the fact is that it's just not a thing when it comes to religious uh, circles people who are in the higher ups like pat robertson and uh, joe olstein and people like that they think that they are so above everybody else because of their beliefs and because people buy their bullshit thinking that if they give them money that they will go to heaven when they die or whatever. They, these people are just scammers overall, but people don't want to believe that because they want to believe in religion. Thoughts, gentlemen? I think one of their sacred cows is, at least for someone such as myself, uh, someone who's bisexual, I just love how they're, one of their sacred cows is, oh, well, we can't provide service to gay people because in, in, in providing service, we, we would be condoning their activities, which is stupid because these, these are the same people that argue that, oh, well, we... we 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 shouldn't blame guns and gun sellers when a mass shooting happens. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I'm to to I mean I'll get into more more of this when we reach the politics side, but uh, yeah, that's just absolute nonsense. What someone does with 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 what you sell them, whether it's a cake or anything else, is none of your freaking business. And as far as adoption is concerned, um, again, it just I think we said I think you and I have agreed it, agreed on this before, Packard. I mean, these people would rather. A child sit alone in an orphanage, then go to a loving home. Yeah, we have we have discussed that quite in length on this show. That these people they have they hold on to this belief that gay people can't be uh, parents for whatever reason. And this is I, I suppose this is their sacred cow in a, in a matter of speaking, uh, because the fact is that they think that uh, they try to put this this narrative on to gay people that they can't be parents because of their holy book, which uh, which is part of their sacred cow uh, a fetish, I would think. Because in the Bible back then, these people were bigots and homophobes. And because of that, they believe what these people wrote down as the truth forever and ever and ever, which is just garbage. Another one of those sacred cow things that they basically that they have is they venerate the cross. To put it mildly, there's a, a meme that goes around that basically says, if John F. Kennedy were to be resurrected tomorrow, do you think he'd want to see a bunch of guns hanging around people's necks? I don't think he would, because that was a torture device. But people fetishize having a cross up everywhere. And I think if you know Jesus actually existed, and if he were coming back, I don't think he'd want to see a bunch of crosses everywhere because I think he'd be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, very interesting. I mean, if I can't speak for you guys, but if I were to, if I were to let's say be murdered by a gun and I was resurrected, the last thing I would want to see is a gun. Exactly. 
So um, I, th- I think when it comes to Islam, I think one of their biggest golden cows is every woman has to be covered, which really, I mean, it yeah. gets pretty hot in the Middle East. You don't want to see a freaking thong or something? Like, really? Yeah. Now, this isn't quite a sacred cow, but it's pretty along the lines of what Tony was saying there, is that recently this came out. There's an app that you can get on, or the Apple Store, the Apple Play Store and Google Store, at least as of the date of this recording anyway, that these people were over in Iraq where they could download and they would be able to track their wives or girlfriends or whoever, and they could limit how far they went, where they went. They could uh, control their passports. They'd have to, they would have be able to geotag where they're at. They would know everything, their whereabouts all the time. And that had to, uh, they're trying to get that, those apps pulled from the stores because these things are inhumane. It's like Mm -hmm. if somebody here were to put a tracking app on your phone without your permission, but they didn't need your permission to do so, or you didn't need their permission to do so. You could just track you everywhere you wanted to go. I'd be fucking someone up. Yeah, I would be too. I would, I would really be fucking somebody up if that was instance. So, but over there, you know, they're, they're really strict on women. Yes, they are. It's like GPS, you know? Yeah, exactly it. That's exactly it. They put a GPS on these ladies, which is total garbage. Mm -hmm. Well, because they think they're screwing around or, you know, whatever. They don't know. They don't even need. No, they don't even need that excuse. If they thought they were screwing around, they'd be just be killed. They just want to have control over them. They just want to be able to control their lives. You know why? Because they don't have a penis. Right. Yeah, ever since the dawn of time, Islam has pretty much been a male-dominated culture. Yes. Actually, Islam and Christianity are kissing cousins when it comes to this shit. Because if you've ever read the Bible, and I know most of us on this show have, is that early Christianity and early Judaism, if you look in the history of this religion, this is actually a real thing. And even today, in Christianity, there are some churches, and one of them being the uh, Pentecostal church, because I, I know, because I used to be pentecostal for a short time that not that the women had to be completely covered but they had very strict rules women couldn't cut your hair they always had to wear dresses doesn't matter if it was 50 degrees below zero you had to wear a dress you could probably mm-hmm. wear some kind of leggings or something underneath it but you had to wear a dress period that's without exception but islam goes one step further and they just cover everybody up with a goddamn glad bag pretty much yeah i think when it comes to the holy books yeah i think uh you know the torah which is pretty much the old testament the new testament which is christianity and and the uh, quran i think when it comes to the holy books yeah they're all three of them are just male dominated but at least for the most part christianity is christianity and judaism at least has somewhat evolved past that i say somewhat lightly well this since this is a secular country and we all agree this is a secular country and most people i would like to think that they present themselves more as cultural christians instead of being a a more extreme Christian. Do we have extreme Christians in this country? Oh, fuck, yes, we do. People like Pat Robertson and Joel Osteen, etc., etc., and Westboro Baptist Church, just to name a few. Those are the more extreme Christians in this country. It's funny you bring up culture of Christians because I've been meaning to read this book and get this book. Uh, I believe it's called The Face of the Founding Fathers. And I think in in it, it explains that by today's standard, most of the Founding Fathers were cultural Christians. Oh yeah, and of, course, and of course you had obviously you had the uh, the most obvious ones being I think like Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson being just flat out atheists by today's standards. Yeah, in those days, those were those people were considered to be their deists at best, and there was only one or two Christians uh, of the original founding fathers, and the rest were deists. 
and I possibly an atheist, but I think that atheism really wasn't discussed or defined maybe back then, well, as it were. Actually, I, I think I made a video about this. I think the book went to say that there were, I'm just telling you what the author said, that they were, in a way, Christian deists because, I mean, the culture they were surround our founding fathers were in were was obviously majority christian mm-hmm. but like that in the book he says by today's standards they would be cultural christian because they may have taken the christian label but if you read most of the founding fathers readings on religion it's not like they believed it you know to the extreme like the westboro baptist church does correct i i, I actually 100 percent agree with you on that point take thomas jefferson for example there's a copy of the thomas jefferson bible uh, in the Smithsonian, I think it, I, I believe it's there, wherever it's at. But if you get a look at it, Thomas Jefferson went through and he took out all the miracles because in his mind, I, I'm assuming, he thought all the miracles and the magical shit that's in there was just crap. He left in all the the good stuff, which I think would probably came down to about a pamphlet. Since I've been reading the Bible uh, for the atheist, the Bible, no wardrobe. Uh, that's our second podcast, by the way, if you want to check it out. We come across very few things in there that are actually good. I've come across, like, I don't know, maybe six sets of passages so far out of uh, five books, five, six books. That's about a pair. That's a passage per book that's okay. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's okay. So to round off this part of the segment here, do not fall for these people who claim to speak for God or a god, or any gods, because these are not sacred people. They're not, what they say is not sacrosanct. It's not without question. And you should be questioning the people that you think are your leaders. If you're just joining us now, this is your second segment. Now, this topic is going to cover the sacred cows, and this is going to get me a lot of hot water, possibly within the atheist community. And you know what? Then that's on you. But the people I'm going to discuss, their position is closer to my position than possibly yours. And I have seen this in the atheist community. We have people like Matt Dillahunty, smart guy, and we have people like Seth Andrews, and there's a lot of uh, higher-up people who are very popular in the atheist community right now. And if you were to question anything that they say, especially like people like me, I have a very small channel, and I have questioned certain people who were one person that was on the show, and I won't name their names if you've been watching the show for any amount of time, you know, and followed me on Facebook, facebook.com slash packerpokeset. This was a small brouhaha that got up because this person disrespected us on the show and I spoke out against it and I got a lot of blowback because I, being a practically nobody, had the audacity to speak up. That's bullshit. Another person who has a slightly larger channel than mine, who hasn't made any videos uh, in a while because he's got other projects that he's doing, is Godless Geezer. And he made this one criticism of Matt Dillahunty because Matt says that if you come across something that you can prove, you can go pick up your million dollar prize or your Nobel Prize or whatever. And, you know, he wasn't criticizing him just on this one point saying, hey, you can't get a Nobel Prize for proving evolution to be incorrect or something. Because Matt will sometimes say this on the atheist experience. He'll say, hey, if you can prove that evolution is wrong, you can go pick up your Nobel Prize. Well, Godless Geezer tried to, you know, set the record straight, said, hey, you don't get one for that for reason 
reasons. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, but he got a lot of blowback from other atheists saying, hey, why are you attacking Matt? Why are you attacking Matt? And why are you saying he's doing this wrong? And he had to make another video saying, hey, listen, I am not attacking Matt. I am just correcting the record of what he said, and that's it. But because Matt is a part of a bigger channel, part of a bigger uh, bigger ass part of the community, people think that he should be venerated or he should be fan-worshipped. It's Matt's position, and it's also Seth Andrews' position, and he's both of them said this on their podcast, don't worship them. They're just guys. You're not to worship them. If they say something wrong, hey, they want to be corrected. And just recently, Bionic Dance came out with a video, and she was talking about Cirrus the Skeptic. And she said, hey, I hate to have a disagreement with another atheist in the atheist community, but she had to address some of the things that he said, and she made like a 20-minute video about it. And she was in the right to do so if she had a legitimate complaint or a disagreement. You shouldn't have to apologize to the community you're part of say hey i know we're all part of this community but honesty and looking for the truth is what we should be doing i think that's something we all agree on that's one of the reasons i think that many of us are atheists today is because we are searching for the truth we are actively looking for the truth to believe as many true things and as little false things as possible that's a almost a direct quote from matt dillahunty i i may have skewed it up a little bit but that's the basic essence of it and speaking of uh seth andrews on one of his videos he said that there is no sacred cows not even him so if you have a problem with anything i say about matt or seth andrews then that's on you that's not on me your thoughts tony the only i guess criticisms that i've had come my way at least when i first started my channel because when i first started my channel you had a lot of atheist youtubers attacking islam more than christianity but me living in america i thought okay i'm just gonna attack the religion that's mostly affecting my life and yeah you know i I definitely got uh blowbacks from you know other atheists but i think you pretty much said all of it uh this bullshit narrative that we can't criticize other atheists even if it's just a minor disagreement even if it's someone who has you know 10 times more subscribers than you. That shouldn't fucking matter, okay? And I think the atheist community should not have any golden cows or in this case, you know, golden people who are, who are above criticism, you know? And um, yeah, I don't have much experience with arguing with other atheists. Uh, not really, because again, the, the only time I've really had a big thing going on was uh i had a falling out with an atheist youtuber by the name of nightmare fuel podcast and i guess his main beef with me is that again it was at the beginning of my channel that i was attacking christianity more than i was uh islam i agree with you on that point i mean you and i have had disagreements on a few things matt and i have had disagreements on things even though we're all on the same show and everything together to have a disagreement amongst ourselves that's perfectly fine. It's just because we're a smaller channel, and I, I hate to say this, but it's a it's a term that's used. We're actually punching up, as it were, because these people are, like you said, they have more of the numbers. And if they were to attack us, which they wouldn't, because they, I think these people have, unless we said something completely asinine, and if they want to correct us, which rightfully so they should do, in this instance, they should punch down. But in these instances, the people who are watching the shows that don't make their own content, 
content. They just, you know, listen to us making content and discussions. They're kind of punching up at us, and they're perfectly welcome to do so. But if you're going to punch up at us, don't be doing it like, why are you attacking X, Y, and Z? Because they said something. Well, I may have a disagreement with them. I am perfectly well within my rights to voice that opinion, no matter if you like it or not. If Matt says something that I disagree with, I'm going to tell him. If I say something wrong and Matt disagrees with me, he's going to tell me. Same thing with Tony. So if, you know, and I was thinking about this today, you know, and if you say, hey, fuck you, Packard, well, that's on you. I'm more than welcome for you to say, fuck you, Packard. Just like Tony as well has probably had said, people said, fuck you, Tony. People said, fuck you to Matt, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say, say this for the record, because uh, as you know, Packard, I, I plan on, you know, mirroring these episodes on my channel. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, to any other people out there, I guess fellow atheists, who is not making content, in my personal opinion, you really don't have much to criticize us on if you're not making content of your own. That's all I'm going to say. I kind of agree and kind of disagree. See? See, we're able to agree and disagree. I think they have a right to say what they say, but and I and on this part I agree until they actually make their own content. Don't like what I'm trying to say. Yeah, actually, no. I I got a perfect example. Uh, a number of years ago, uh, one of our past co-hosts on this show, Joe Unseen, his wife had a baby. I congratulated him because I knew him. I didn't know his wife, but I congratulated on the birth of his son. And uh, fellow atheist complained because I was taking use of my channel, my show. And I took two minutes out to congratulate a fellow co-host, and he lost his fucking mind over it. I was like, you know, this is my show, and if I want to congratulate somebody on my show, even though it has nothing to do with atheism, it's still my show, and if I want to congratulate somebody or uh, rip somebody to shreds, that's my prerogative. And it doesn't right. matter if you if it's a fellow atheist or a Christian. Either way, they're in this instance wrong because this is my content. If they want to do that or not do that, they can go out and they can make their own goddamn show. Yeah, and and this is what I this is what I was trying to say a few few minutes earlier is that and and by the way it is true i don't make a lot of content about islam because i really don't know that much about islam i've mostly been surrounded by christians my whole life so when i get uh when i get the occasional comment criticizing me about not making enough islam content and then when i go to you know see that person's channel and they don't have any content well here's an idea why don't you go you know create content by yourself criticizing islam you don't need my permission for that Exactly. No, that's perfect. That's a perfect example. I've come across people like this that have made comments like, oh, you've only got so many subs, ha, ha, ha. And you go to their channel, they don't have any content whatsoever. They don't even have any content that they've mirrored or just uploaded from people they've stolen content from. So exactly. they So they have no leg to stand on when they make comments like that. It's, it's an ad hominem attack at, at best. Matt, I'm sorry I didn't mean to leave you out of this part of the conversation. No, it's fine. No, just listening to what you're saying, you know, it's like when you do something like that it's like it's like you've broken the golden rule of the youtube community of atheists yeah you say something about somebody even though you're correct you know you get shit on because you you said something against you know somebody who's higher up than you or less right yeah no that's exactly it it's like if you're in the trenches you've got no right to Uh, address the commanders and in the atheist community we have no commanders we have people who are more vocal because they may have been doing it longer but doesn't make that everything that they say is always going to be correct they make mistakes just like everybody else does somebody made a video on something else not related to atheism and uh i made a comment about their video and i got so much blowback from it it's like oh man 
But there are a bunch of uh, conspiracy theorists. Mm. So I, I knew what was going on. But it, it's just, it's ridiculous. The thing is, if you want to be dishonest, you stifle constructive criticism or you, stifle, or you stifle all criticisms. That's being dishonest. I think if you want to be part of this community, you have to be honest no matter where that road leads you. Mm-hmm. It's the politics of it, though. Yeah, you know, no, there, you, there's politics in everything. Yes, there is. Exactly. And, and in atheism, there's politics, too. You're basically stepping on their toes and you're getting reamed out for it right that's well all. well that's if that's if the people that you're you know criticizing even respond because many of these people for example matt Dillhunty, he'll probably never see this show and unless somebody uh points him to it and says mm-hmm. here you should watch this and say hey you should comment on it he'll most likely never see this or neither will Seth Andrews, for example. He'll probably never hear, he's probably never heard of me. There's been a lot of people that showed up on his doorstep. People have commented on his radio show. And he's like, who? I've never heard of that channel. I've never heard of that person. And these people are in the YouTube community, as they were, are pretty big names themselves. So for a channel like ours, the fact of anybody going to be hearing about anything we're saying about them, unless somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows them they that would point them over here that's the only way they're going to find out about it or even if they're even going to care but honestly these people if i'm not mistaken from and and i could absolutely be wrong but from what i understand from the positions i've heard them talk about they hold the same position on this as i do in this instance and when it comes to people in the atheist community there is no sacred cows no leaders and no one to be venerated or just followed outright. And into our third segment tonight, if you're just joining us, and if you have not watched segment two, where we talked about atheism, Matt kind of pointed out for no sacred cows in politics. Myself, I am a Democrat or liberal or whatever. You want to call me libtard or whatever, that's up to you. That's on you for being the person that you are. But I'm a Democrat because I like the policies that de- most Democrats follow. At least in my mind. I mean, I get into the politics a little bit, but I don't delve deep into it so deep that I'm running for office or anything. But if you feel like you should run for office, go for it. Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, which is Republican light. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that in there. If you want to run for office, run for fucking office if you feel like you can do so. But it's okay to disagree with our politicians. When Barack Obama was in office and people on the left many of them with the exception of a few out there said basically we're like we don't want to criticize obama but the political right anyway the gop they did nothing but criticize him they tried to make scandals in places there were no scandals does anybody remember oh my god the tan suit scandal or how about the salute with a coffee cup in his hand supposed scandal because it, there's a picture of Obama. He's taking. He's got a coffee cup in his hand. He's getting off of Air Force One. He goes to salute the troop, and he's like has a coffee cup in his hand. He guys give him a you know half salute with the coffee cup. And the Fox people lost their fucking minds over it. Meanwhile, we are now in the President T. Rump presidency. If he was a corpse riddled with bullets, he'd be nothing but a piece of skin with the amount of controversies that he has gotten so far if every bullet was a controversy he would be nothing but a piece of skin hanging from a piece of string because he's had so many but does fox say anything about it no 
They don't. They just sit there and they just pretend like, oh, that's not a big fucking deal. Because that's Fox News for you. Exactly. Because their sacred cow is Donald Trump. And going back towards uh, the, the first segment a little bit, the religious right has their heads up Donald Trump's ass so far that I don't think they know where they end and where Donald Trump begins anymore. Even though Donald Trump... <laughs> In this instance, he looks at these religious nuts and thinks these people think I'm on their side. Well, I'm assuming that because of some of the reports and things I've seen. They think that he is on their side and he is only pandering to these people because these people are his political followers. And he knows that the moment, just the moment that he pisses them off, they are going to be up his ass in other ways that he won't like. Do you really like the Packard Pokes Ad Podcast and want to help keep the show running? Then please donate to the show over at paypal.me slash Packard Pokes Ad or over at patreon.com slash Packard Pokes Ad. Thank you very much for your donation. I'll give you a perfect example. Over in the Philippines, they have this guy, Duarte, I believe his name is. I could be wrong in the name. He's the president over there, and he was talking about killing people because they have drugs or sell drugs or whatever. And that didn't piss off the religious people over there. They didn't put, piss off the general population because, hey, we, you want to kill our population because someone's do, doing drugs or whatever. Oh, that's perfectly fine. But the moment, the moment he started in on, well, Catholics are fakers or whatever the fuck he said. He said some nasty shit about the church and religion over there and people lost their fucking minds because he was their sacred cow until he wasn't and i mean that in the sense that he pissed on their religion trump is i hate to say this god i'm gonna my jaw is going to fall off the moment i say it but trump is actually just a little bit smarter than that to then to piss off and piss on these religious people openly as Duarte did. If he were to do that, he would see such a fucking blowback from the religious right that he knows that he wouldn't survive another day in fucking office because he would turn every GOP member against him faster than you could fucking make his head spin or make his the triple on his head jump off. Uh, well, as far as Fox News, I think that their game is always what you did is in charge is always right. I mean, they did this kind of uh, intellectual dishonesty during the Bush administration, you know, that they act like Bush could do no wrong. These are the same idiots who honestly ignored economists saying that there was going to be a recession. And sure enough, in 2008, guess what happened? There was a recession. Mm -hmm. But as someone who is, I'll say, mostly political left, there are some things that conservatives say that I actually agree with, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, there were quite a few things that Obama did that I did not, I, that I actually hated. I, I hated the fact that he bailed that Wall Street. Uh, I hated the fact that he did not uh, close Guantanamo Bay like he was supposed to. At least th those top two things didn't like. But yeah, um, I've, I have no problem criticizing any politician, whether they be uh, Republican, Democrat, or, or uh, Independent, because again, we shouldn't be having you know this golden goose or whatever in politics either. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Now, I think when it came to Guantanamo, it appeared to me, I mean, from what I saw, and I'd been, like I said, I'd been kind of following the politics of it. It looked like he was attempting to. I mean, he got the numbers of the number of people who were actually in prison there 
down from I don't know about a hundred or so down to uh, double digits or single digits. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but he, he it looked like he tried to make at least a concerted effort. A lot of the fact is there, and I'm not trying to make a excuse for uh, Obama because he made mistakes. He made a lot of mistakes. Trying to work with the right, that was the biggest mistake because it didn't matter. Even if it was their own policy, if the political right said, hey, we want to, I don't know, make sure everybody's whistles Dixie out of their left nostril. And if he says, if he were to say, oh, yeah, you know, that's a good idea. They would be immediately be against it. And I don't know what was going through his mind, but he thought he could make nice with the political right. And he leaned more to the right than he should have been leaning towards the left and center. Now, I'm not saying that the Democrats do everything right. They get a lot of shit wrong. And they need to be criticized for that when they do wrong. Right now, because of the error of Donald Trump, a lot of people who are on the left who are in office they are making the biggest noise now that they ever have. And it's about fucking time. They absolutely should be making noise. But have they in the past? Not as much as they possibly fucking should have. Uh, my thoughts are uh, kind of along the same lines. Yours are, but, uh, you know, yeah, I would have to agree with the uh, whole Obama thing. But also, you know, with Trump, when you were talking about the him having an in with the religious uh, people. My feeling is that, you know, I mean, and I'm, I'm probably wrong on this, but I think once, if he gets reelected in 2020, which hopefully he does not, but if he does, I think he'll kick the religious community to the curb. You think so? That's what I think. I mean, I could be totally wrong about that, though. That would be interesting. I would actually, you know, if he actually did that, not that I have any more respect for him because I have about as much respect for uh, him as I do see as a cockroach, I see running down the street because it's a cockroach and they're disgusting but i would have no i would still not have any respect for him but at least it would appear that he was you know it would at least show that these religious people are fucking idiots that they were following him because of stupid reasons well it's just not that what i'm trying to say is that you see donald trump uses people yes Oh, agreed. Okay. I absolutely agree. And, and he's using the religious... I mean, he, he's not religious at all. No, he's not. I've never seen him once talk about him being religious. He, he's never said anything. Right. And so he's using this to his advantage. As He's kissing their ass to get what he wants. And then once he gets what he wants, he's just going to kick them in the curb. You got me elected, but that's it. You know, you're as far as that, anything else, you're useless. Yeah. I think that's what he's going to do. I could be totally wrong. No, I, that's That's my opinion. No, that's actually that's actually a good point because the fact is Trump has shown no loyalty to anybody. Anybody. There's been no, people No, he has not. Yeah, anybody he's tried he's got people into place. He put Jeff Sessions into office because he thought, well, he's going to shut down the the investigation. As soon as he recused himself, he's like, "Would you put me why I put you into office if you're just going to recuse yourself?" And he's turned against the guy what's his fucking face is uh, Roger Stone. No, not Stone. Not Stone. The guy that he put in charge of the justice system, who has no experience in being the in charge of the justice system. He was just replaced by uh, somebody named Barr, I think, just recently. But anyway, Trump told him, "Say, hey, I want somebody to take over this investigation, or be a judge or something, shit like that." And he says. He can't do that. I can't do that. It's impossible because he's already recused himself. And Trump immediately turned against him. And he got this bar guy who was previously an attorney general 
under the Bush administration. So, mm-hmm. and because this guy apparently knows how to get shit done to cover the tracks for the religious right or for the political right anyway, and to to cover right. up their garbage. He's done it before. He's a piece of garbage. And hopefully that when Trump is gone in two years, that he will be replaced and get him out of office again. Trump is doing even worse than Obama because uh, uh, Trump is actually trying to doing whatever he can to appease the right. I mean, that's why he bombs here, which, by the way, he did not have uh, Congress's approval to do that. So as far as I'm concerned, he should be impeached on that. But another golden egg that I see in politics is that the anti-war people are treated like, you know, like they have a freaking disease or something. Because I don't know if any of you two saw this, but uh, Tulsi Gabbard was on The View. And fucking Meghan McCain Who was on the view? had the fucking the nerve to call Tulsi Gabbard. Well, when I hear your name, I think a sod apologist. She's not a fucking a sod apologist. We shouldn't be over there in the fucking first place. Listen, a sod's a bad guy. No one's denying that. No one's denying the fact that any of these brutal dictators that are around... The Middle East are bad people. But every single time we have done these regime change wars, it hasn't done any fucking good. Rarely ever has uh, America, when we've done these military interventions, rarely ever has it gone well. Rarely. Yeah, no, I completely agree. One of the times we actually put a dictatorship that's over there in place now, or one of them was Iraq, or, or excuse me, Iran. That was a democratic system until up to about 19 somewhere in the 1970s we put the imam in charge because we thought hey be they'd be easier to control and they put the whole country into a nightmare regime and now we look at them like oh why aren't you more democratic well they had one motherfucker the fact is that we fucked it up for them because we thought we could control them and by the way the same arguments that's being used for Syria right now is exactly the same arguments that was used in Iraq. And guess what? Even most Republicans in our government right now even admit that taking Saddam Hussein out of power was a fucking mistake. Mm-hmm. And because I, I think, well, a lot of that was they thought that because we didn't finish the job. We went over there to stop him from taking over another country. And we didn't finish the job. We didn't take finish taking him out immediately. I mean, this is the way it, the, the, the way it's told anyway there might be more nuances than this and uh if there is then that's on me but we expected that the people that were there under his regime and i think that's what we were hoping for is that they were so pissed off and they would try to an attempt a coup a coup d'etat and when we get other countries to do this to their country oh that's perfectly fine but if you've been watching fox or I should say fixed noise for any length of time lately because there's been talk about maybe doing the 25th Amendment on Trumpster. They say to try to force the president out under the 25th Amendment is unconstitutional. That's what the 25th Amendment is. It's part of the Constitution. They don't even understand the Constitution. Trump has done so many things. He should have been impeached fucking the fucking 10 minutes after he was first elected. And I heard this on another podcast. If Trump had been a Democrat and he did even the any of the sh- started to do any of the shit that he'd done, he would have been so far fast removed and under the jail cell that would have made his head spin because Trump is a exactly. big fucking grifter. They recognize this, but because or he's part of their... Or a bloated sack of protoplasm. Yeah, exactly. If <laughs> <laughs> Because he is part of their uh, their group, they have to back him. 
and that and I think a lot of them just do it because the fact is we don't want to embarrass our political party. Well, but here's the thing, though: if Trump were to get impeached for whatever reason or reasons, uh, th- then we have Mike Pence to put up with, and and, and that could be dangerous too. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've heard this argument. I don't buy it myself. I really don't buy it because the fact is that we've had to deal with uh, monsters in office in the past also and he would be under the same kind of restrictions that trump has now and even though he's been able to get things some things done he'd be under a lot more pressure than he thinks and i'm seeing the cracks i am seeing the big cracks they're saying well uh trump they're saying they're backing trump but there's like oh well pence is get god is getting pence ready to take over so they're getting ready to abandon trump very soon i think very soon well but the thing is is that pence is a religious person oh very so very so i mean you know what he did in his own state of indiana yeah he basically blew the fucking place up right well he's gonna do that in the united states if he were to take over and you know that that first amendment defense that the first amendment defense act would be a hot topic for him i think yeah we've talked about that on the show it's been a while uh Right, but uh, but what I'm saying is that I think it would probably become more of a reality if Pence were to take over, if Trump were to get impeached, yeah. or or if Trump stepped down. Well, I don't think Trump is going to because he's next in the line. Right, I don't think Trump's going to stand down on his own. I think he's gonna he's gonna fight tooth and nail to keep the job, even if he didn't. I don't think he actually wanted the job to begin with. I think the fact that he got it surprised the fucking the total shit out of him. But that's neither here oh, nor no, there. Oh no, I think he, you know, he wanted the job. No, I if, no. If he didn't want the job, he wouldn't have run. No, 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 no. He didn't want the job, and here's why: he was renegotiating his contract for another season of The Apprentice. He thought he could make if he runs for because this is the second time he's ran. He thought maybe, well, I'll just say a bunch of really horrible shit. I won't get the nomination, but I'll get lots of exposure. People will be talking about me. I'll get the contract for what I want, and then I'll be able to go on to being being the grifter that I am under the radar. Problem is, there's a lot of closeted racists in this goddamn country, and some of those people were on the the superdelegates for the states in each county. uh, For how many delegates each uh, state gets, I don't know. That's... Uh, I'm not up on that. I I apologize. But a lot of those people were racist as well, and they turned the tide to put him into office, and that's where we get into the whole electoral college. It should be removed because uh, of those reasons. If you're just joining us, if you've not seen it, there are segments on the sacred cows, uh, but uh, it's in the same segment. It'll be all at, at uh, iTunes, uh, at Apple iTunes. Just look for Packard Pokes at or Stitcher. Uh, just look for Packard Pokes. You get the whole show all at one time. But for right now, this is our feedback segment. So I'm going to drop our Packard Pokes at logo. And I'm going to put up on our screen. Now, this one was from the segment we covered on Scientology. Now, this comment comes from Humboldt Hipneck. He says, Scientologists think they're Christians? That's news to me. Well, I looked this up, and I may have said that Scientologists think they're Christians or along those lines. Now, if you've looked at the Scientology headquarters, there is a big-ass cross on their building. I was a little bit off on that. I do apologize. That's my mistake. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. This is from the uh, feedback from uh, Season 10, Episode 3, Religious 
a religion's attack on humanity. Like I said, I did get this a little wrong when it comes to Scientologists thinking that they're Christian. Now, it, there's a question that came up on a page. It says, is Scientology Christian or cult? The page says here, it's difficult to summarize. Scientology was founded in 1953 by science fiction writer Ron L. Hubbard, which is everybody knows. It gained popularity due to Hollywood celebrities who embraced it because it's, if you want to belong to Scientology, you have to be very, very wealthy and willing to sign over your soul for a billion years, which is fucking retarded, but whatever. The thing is here, I was not completely wrong because kind of like the way atheism is covered by law as a religion for legal reasons, Scientology is encompassed under Christianity as a Western religion. If you were to look at a, a, a graph that says, you know, like, Here's your Eastern religions, here's your Western religions, here's your Pacific religions, etc., etc. Scientology would fall under the subset of a Western religion because it was created over here, uh, just like Mormonism was created over here. Christianity just kind of followed from over in Europe and moved over here, so it's become more Westernized. From that Westernized religion, these other religions sprung up, and right now we have 53,000 different denominations of Christianity alone. That's why I kind of, that's where I kind of screwed up saying that Scientology is kind of a Christian thing also. They don't believe in a God, as it were, but they do venerate Jesus a little bit to some degree. It says, Scientology category denies the existence of a God of the Bible, heaven and hell. To Scientologists, Jesus Christ was simply a good teacher who unfortunately was wrongfully put to death. So they kind of believe in some of the stories from the bible they don't believe he was a god that's just that in that instance so if i made that little mistake in error i apologize the second comment we got this was just from a few days ago this is from earl Chaney, and he says eight years ago a friend of mine who knew a lot about scientology told me if we should ever get a president in the white house that actually stands up for justice and exposes corruption Mark my words that I'm telling you now, the bought-out media would hate him. And should that president start to actually expose it to where Scientology loses power, it will have to move its capital fully and not just publicly to Florida where most faith-based people on record live both good and bad. Well, he was right. It's 2019, and look what's happening finally. Hashtag drain the swamp. Hashtag we love you, Leah. I agree. In a lot of places, Scientology, like over in France, for example, Scientology was not allowed to take hold because they did not see, not only is it not a legitimate uh, religion, which it really isn't. I, well, it's, I don't think it's legitimate anyway. That's my opinion. I, I'm entitled to it. I don't think Jediism is a religion either, but a lot of people would disagree with me. They say Jediism is just also a religion also, and that's down in Australia. They made that a, a legal religion down there. You can look that up. That one, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain of that being true. Of course, I think all religions are fake to begin with, so... I, How I, dare you talk about Luke Skywalker? <laughs> How about cornholioism? <laughs> the only true, the only true religion is Packard Sonicism. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this one comes from Kava Go, and this is about a week ago. He says, "From Scientology's code of honor number twelve: Never fear to hurt another in." A just cause. Now, if you forgot the story where we talked about the Scientology one, the guy had uh, was a Scientologist. He went to save the soul, 
or he thought he was saving the soul of a nephew of his and he killed a bunch of people to save the, the this child and he's saying that you know you're never to fear to hurt another in just cause kiva continues on he says he did it to prevent his nephew getting psychiatric treatment psychiatry is to blame for all evil according to scientology is it that hard to find out and mention for the story well first off i didn't know they had a code but i'm sorry kiva your doctrine fails you and i'm going to explain right now why and this comes from ron l hubbard himself says that no one expects the code of honor to be closely and tightly followed so if you have a problem with that you're gonna have to take it up with him the reason according to hubbard an ethical code cannot be enforced any effort to enforce the code of honor would bring it to a level of a moral code it cannot be enforced simply because it is a way of life which can exist as a way of life only as long as it is not enforced according to ron l hubbard who created this disagrees with you a code means nothing i mean i have a personal code does it mean anything to Matt? No. Does it mean anything to Tony? No. He has a personal code for certain things. Does it mean anything to me? No. Matt has personal codes that he follows. Does it mean anything to me? No. Unless our codes, for whatever they are, align. And that's it. the only time that we would even care. If I had a code of saying, oh, I don't know, uh, anybody that's over six feet tall needs to be chopped down on the knees so they're or right off at the ankles this way they're not taller than anybody else let's say that's my personal code tony and matt would most likely disagree with me say peck or you shouldn't be cutting around going around cutting people's ank- off at the ankles just to make them shorter because you're not that tall that would be my right. personal code they wouldn't agree with that yeah because i am six feet tall exactly exactly they wouldn't they wouldn't want me to go around cutting people off at the ankles just because i had some moral code about that that would be insane for uh something more practical we have laws in the books. I mean, laws that things that we all as a community and a society agree on to have a working society to not do certain things. But do those things stop these people from doing those things? Speeding, walking against the light. I'm just talking some little things here. Let's go to something even harder. Murder. Uh, we have laws in the book against murder. Do people still murder people? Yes, every day. We have laws in the books to keep people from riding without their safety belts on. In in most states, do we have laws like that? Yes. Do people still ride without their safety belts on? Yes. So um, uh, so this code of honor means nothing. Finally, from the Scientology segment here. This was was kind of funny. We had one from Ron L. Hubbard himself, apparently. He says, I'm up for interviews. Well, damn, I don't have my Ouija board. I'm sorry, Ron. Uh, I don't know how you spoke to me from the grave, but uh... <laughs> in the picture, he's got a picture of Ron L. Hubbard doing a side view, as it were. But he kind of looks like Alan Hale, you know, the skipper from Gilligan's Island, because he's got the white hat on and everything like that. So I think he looks more like Alan Hale than he does uh, Ron L. Hubbard in this picture. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's great. If he's up for interviews, go for it. Yeah, well, the thing is... I mean, if he faked his own death and he's alive this whole time, sure. (laughs) Right? I could just see this. I could just see this. Ronald Hilbert faked his death just to come out to get an interview on Packard Pokes At. (laughs) I'm coming back, bitches! 
So, <laughs> how long has the guy been dead for? A number of years, over 10, 10 or twenty years now. So, okay. I think I think almost thirty, actually. Yes, quite a while, actually. Yes. All right. Our final comment from our feedback from our feedback. This one was about the comment I made about the music. Uh, you know, I'm saying, you know, some uh, if you come across a good piece of music, it just like it came out like last week or something. And this is from Herc Rants. He says, remember American Pie and Vincent? American Pie, I remember. I, I can almost recite the whole song in my head. Don McLean is now 73 years old. It's so amazing to remember these things and not remember how long ago they were. I agree, Packard, that real genius seems like it was only a few years ago. And I agree with him on this. I mean, if you get a, a song, like I said before, I'm kind of repeating myself here, a good song, it just sticks with you. It's like it just came out not that long ago, a, a week ago, a year ago, whatever. But it, because it's, it, just, it just feels like it's something that's just, it's like putting on a, a coat that just fits just right, you know. I mean, that's how I feel like with these songs. But yeah, I agree. We're we are in total agreement on that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. I think I, I think about that all the time. I was born in the '90s, and it's uh, hard to believe that uh, I'm going to be 28 in, in like two weeks. 28? Yeah, just a whippersnapper. <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. You know, if you listen to a song, you know, from the '80s or the '70s, and you and you. Hear, remember when it came out on the radio back then and then now you hear it it's like at least for me it's like man i'm old (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a song from the 80s like oh yeah i remember this song this was cool it's like damn that was 30 years ago what the hell yeah no i I try not to i try not to think about where or when the song came out this way i don't i can have my own cognitive dissonance of like it, it was just a couple years ago. I'm really not super fucking old, and the dinosaur didn't have to drive the dinosaur to work. <laughs> well, but the thing with me is, though, is I remember when these songs came out. I, I could, like, give you the, the month and probably the date when it came out. You know, that, that's a scary thing about it. Same thing with most of the 90s songs that I love. Yeah, and the, here it is. It's uh, almost 2020. If, it, if you had listened to songs in 1990, those ones are over 20 years old now, too. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to cut it off right here. Uh, I want to thank my co-hosts, uh, Tony, the Atheist Ranger, for being here tonight. And I want to thank Matt for being here. Matt, not a believer, 71. Uh, if you want to catch on uh, Tony's show, he's got his Atheist Ranger channel. And Matt is doing what? Nothing? Sleeping? <laughs> yeah, just uh, doing this show. Yeah, just doing the show. You can find him here. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have no new patrons, but if you would like to make a uh, donation to the show, go to patreon.com slash packetpokes. And if you make a donation to the show and become a patron of the show, I'll mention your name right here on the show uh, if you want me to. Unless you say, hey, Packard, don't tell anybody I gave you money. <laughs> so, if you would like to help keep the show running, please uh, donate uh, what you can or whatever you'd like. A couple dollars would be uh, very nice. We'll see you next week. Did you like this discussion? Let us know your thoughts by email at ppapodcast at gmail.com or if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave your thoughts in the comments below and don't forget to subscribe and click the bell to be notified for our show. Thank you.